Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to the Dope Black Woman podcast, the podcast where we share stories of black excellence as part of our safe digital sisterhood. I'm Leanne Levos. I'm Rashan. You can call me Shan. I'm Livs. Today, we're talking to Mercedes Benson about being a creative and side hustle culture. So I'm really excited about this one. I think everybody is because we're all such music heads in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is actually really exciting for us. Thanks Thank for coming on, Mercedes. Thank for Thanks for having me. <laughs> so I don't want to introduce you because you are just so multifaceted in life. <laughs> like this woman has too many titles under her name so I'm gonna let you introduce yourself let us know about you DJing but also all of the side hustles that you have yeah and also what makes you a dope black woman amazing um so I would say I am a DJ social media consultant and social entrepreneur founder of social fixed um a platform aimed to connect black talent to job opportunities in the creative industry but Overall, I would just say I'm a renaissance woman in the sense that um, I am a Jackie of all trades, but I like it. I love embracing, you know, all my passions, anything that I'm interested in or any ideas that I have. I want to run with it um, and try and see it through. If it works, cool. If it doesn't, cool, you know. Um, So, yeah, I think that's why I get away with doing so many different things because I just love doing so many different things and I believe that I am a dope black woman because yeah I'm just unapologetic with my ambitions like we've got one life let's just explore as many opportunities and avenues as we can um I think growing up a lot of times people say that you can only do one thing Mm. um nobody ever says that you're allowed to change your mind I don't think I was ever told growing up that oh if you try this you can change your mind if you don't like it anymore it's almost like if you say you're going to do something oh you have to stick it out um and that's not always the case that's amazing I was just going to say the exact same thing because I feel like growing up you feel like you have to be something like you have to take on a particular identity whether you want to become a teacher or a doctor and usually that's a profession that you take on as an identity or how did you Big unlearn that like how did you say actually I'm going to get involved in the creative industries but I'm just going to spread myself across everything that I'm interested in doing yeah um I would say in a way I had to just rebel um you know I had to kind of go against the grain go against my mom go against my family in order to explore all these different um 
industries and and, and pathways. Um, I kind of fell into it accidentally. Um, I love Beyonce, so everything boils down to Beyonce. <laughs> um, but I was at a concert in 2012, and uh, my best friend, she was obsessed about the hills. So she was always kind of like PR, fashion, marketing. Never understood what she was talking about, but I was just like, all right, cool. So she studied that. I was going to be a doctor. Let's study biomedical science. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you want to be a doctor or was that something? I was actually, I was on it. But you know when you say, I want to be a doctor and your mum goes, eh? You want to be? Oh, 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 oh. It's just like, (laughs) it's like they're running with it. They're calling up aunties, uncles. Yeah. Mercedes wants to be a doctor, you know. (laughs) She's going to. And then I was quite, I was very academic. So it was kind of like, if that's what I've said, and these are my grades, there was no reason why. I, I wouldn't be or mm. I, I, I would change my mind but I also loved drama I loved dance I loved all the creative things as well so I was quite good at both um, but I just led with the, the academic stuff and Wait, when does Beyonce come into this? Yeah, Beyonce 2012 <laughs> I'm like, wait um, I went to her concert in the O2 and for, for some reason obviously I was obsessed with her but I was really obsessed with like the riser you know that bit like in the middle of the mm. and you see a few faces that they tend to be like the very important people or like her either her team um blue ivy no blue ivy no she wasn't born then so it was like solange jay-z no i was high i was, <laughs> I was level there. four huh What's the riser? You mean the thing that she stands on when she comes up? No, so it's basically you've got the stage it's and the then you've got the, the bit in the middle, which is where um, either like some t- sort of production, either lighting takes place. Oh, I thought and you then... meant the thing that was coming. I'm like, how can you see no, that? Yeah. I, no, yeah. <laughs> I know. And then literally... I thought you were sad. I get it. I was so confused. I was lost. Why is happy down there? So in that middle box, you tend to get like people from her team, her family, like they they stayed there. And I, w- I don't know. I just said, oh, I want I want to be in that visor. I want to. I want to be behind the scenes. I want to do something that's not on the stage, but behind the scenes. And then I just kind of became obsessed with that. Um, Called up so many different companies because everyone was just like, "Well, if you want to work in the industry, you need to get an internship." And um, luckily, called up Adidas at the time. They put me in touch with their head office and then told me to send an email. And an amazing um, black woman, a queer. Hit me up. As soon as you said you sent an email and an amazing, I said it has to be a black woman. Yeah. Because any... <laughs> no, uh, a Korea, a Korea, And you see, you see the surname, you immediately know, okay, you're from Ghana. She hit me up. She said, oh, we've got two week work placements. Um, I was just like, oh my God, thank you so much. I remember signing it out with an XX. She was just like, <laughs> FYI, that's not professional. <laughs> Reel it back in. I was just like, reel it back in. Mm. And then I had like the best two-week placement ever. Um, Is she the one that manages Stormzy stuff? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. And I that was, I was literally in that team because I ended up working back in that team a year, two years later, only black women. Wow. Head off was Paola Luktung, married to a black man, Mauritius. Um, so I think she's like partly Asian. Um, Aquia was black. Another lady, Aisha, was black. The whole team was black. Um, nice. And it was just like, whoa, a whole team in Adidas, entertainment. Like, my role models at the time were sick. 
like my bosses were were sick and then it just kind of went down, downhill from there to be honest <laughs> <laughs> when I left it just went downhill but in terms of representation and that being like my first like proper proper job even before that I had a job at Puma I was there for a few months mm-hmm. um my boss at the time um Lisa and um Zoe black ladies as well but how did this transition happen because when you was going to be a doctor mm. how did you go from being a doctor to doing adidas did you go to uni yeah i went to uni um had my two-week placement got gassed didn't go to uni <laughs> <laughs> you were um, like you never came back i just never came back you were like, i yeah. i was I'm i was adidas. Adidas now, no i was bad like i was just like oh mom i'm just distressed oh depression i was trying to buy time yeah basically um and then i said i went back but i didn't go back i was just Ooh. interning yeah don't lie guys um <laughs> but i'd say i go to i was going to uni but i was just interning at so many different pr companies marketing companies just trying to get my foot in the door so how do you find that like level of desire and motivation because i'm sure when your parents found out that you were no longer going to uni shit hit the fan yeah so tell us about like managing expectations of other people plus managing your own expectations and continuing to push forward in spite of um i think with me i just had to disregard their expectations in that as soon as i told them that this is something i wanted to do and they didn't understand uh, there was it was just like okay Mm. that's like where do you go from there you can't so i mean trust me me and my mum's relationship during that period was tumultuous Mm. like so many times I'd get kicked out, but then she, I'm the only child, so she'd call me back like two days later. <laughs> um, but it's she just... Was where yeah, are you? Just, <laughs> you know? But it's just like, um, my best friend would just say, just drown out the noise. Like, if, uh. if if she's coming for you, if she's saying you're this, you're that, just be like, just nod your head. Just soldier it, you know? Um, it's, it is annoying because it was... I felt like I was living a double life because it's one thing, you know, going out into the world, chasing your dreams and getting, you know, praise and accolades. But then you go home to what's mm. meant to be your safe space and it's the complete opposite. Mm. So it's kind of like... I was going to make a joke there and say movie like Hannah Montana. Then it was like... <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Um, It was a bit weird, but you just have to push through. And I think why the desire was there is because I could literally visualise the Mm -hmm. life I wanted. Like, it was just... I just knew, like, yeah, this is what I want. This is the life I'm going to live. You know, these are the countries that I'm going to be able to travel to. Like, I was just visualising constantly. I still am today. Does she get it now? Yeah, she kind of gets it. Um, Like, going to Nigeria and Ghana, which is home... Yeah, and then she DJing, didn't. That's quite a big deal. No, and being able to she DJ gets there as well. It. She only got it. So I basically, after Adidas, I had an amazing opportunity to work at Google. That's when she got it. Okay. Yeah, because now I can actually pay her rent. <laughs> they only get it when there's money involved. <laughs> um, but even now, she like she gets it. Like she's got like an anonymous account on Instagram. Oh, that should be like, Mum, I see you. There's nobody else called Gloria five six seven eight that <laughs> But she'll she'll like certain like she'll like pictures. She doesn't bother me that much when I go out because I she knows that if she wants to know who I am, she can just go on my Instagram. Yeah. And mm. see. So I think she she understands it. My family now, after going back to Nigeria um last December they get it as well. They're just like, oh, just make sure you're getting paid. Make sure they don't hustle you. That's all their priorities at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So you're obviously a DJ in a very male-dominated space. Yeah. So how do you feel about um, kind of diversity and inclusion in your community of 
being a a DJ, but also just an, a female entrepreneur. And then kind of just tell us how you turn that into social fix it. Yeah. Um. So in terms in two parts. So being a, a woman DJ in the industry is is hard. Um. There's one thing DJing, like anyone can DJ, like once you learn how to 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 do it, to get the equipment, but then you're gonna re- you're going to need to rely on men to put you on because they are the dominant mm-hmm. gender. So getting on lineups, getting on festival lineups, getting on radio, um, getting into clubs, all through men. Um, is only a handful of women if that that can plug you. So you're constantly having to build relationships with men. You kind of have to play the game. And a lot of times, you know, I ain't bad looking. So <laughs> it's like they can't help some some not all, but some can't help themselves. Yeah. They're gonna try and flirt. They're gonna try, they're gonna try a thing. And it's like you just always have to kind of shut that down and be like, no. <laughs> We're just friends, you know, like I just want to learn. I just want a DJ. Do you know what I mean? So it is hard. You've got to, if you want to get into the industry and, and really progress, you have to go in with your standards and your morals very high because it could you could easily sway. You could easily think, you know, as as women, we just get so emotional. Oh, like, oh, he's being so nice to me. Oh, no, just you have to be very business minded. Mm-hmm. And I'm lucky that my management and my agency that I'm signed to are all women. Mm-hmm. So oh, it's amazing. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I'm I don't I don't feel that male pressure all the time like I'm if it's someone's doing too much I can kind of retract and that's my safe space my management my agency they're all women so I can you know confide in them but it's hard it is hard but you just you got to let the talent speak for itself and you just got to keep going and shutting people down when they're moving funny and then how does that turn into fix it like how did you decide that you wanted to expand that to help other yeah so with social fix that actually started from the frustration of current um constantly being in workspaces where it was just not diverse um so um after adidas like i said it kind of went downhill from there the opportunities were amazing after that but the diversity was shocking so at one point i was the only black girl in a marketing department for one of the biggest companies in the world um and it was just like huh you know, I can't be the only mm. one who knows who Stormzy is. I can't be the only one who knows what grime is. Or, you know, it was kind of like, not only was I the only black girl, but I'm probably the only black working class girl who's actually from London. Because mm. a lot of times when you do work in London, a lot of people aren't from London. Mm. So it's like you're having to kind of explain yourself, what you like, you know, everyone's... The culture. Yeah, like... British Break Off is absolutely great, but can someone watch Love and Hip Hop? Like anybody, you know? It's like you, and and the thing is, it's like people don't get it, but you you do need somebody in your team or your department that can relate to you. Like, 100%. Because it's just like, after a while, you just, I've forgotten a word, but it's like, there's a word where you basically just start to tone who you are. I think it's assimilate who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
just to appease the majority. Mm. And it's like, mm. it gets draining. After a while, you don't actually want to go into work or you want to, you know, get a quiet room and just kind of plough through it because the conversations become really idle to you. Not because you're not a friendly person, but you're constantly talking about things that just aren't about. in your immediate interest. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You guys talk about this quite a bit as well. Because mm. you both, well, all three of you work in creative industries. Do you guys, does that resonate with you guys as well? Oh, 100%. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel triggered. No, Honestly, it's actually just very long. So social fix then started because a lot of job opportunities were getting circulated within the team. Um, but obviously, I'm the only black girl, so right. I'm the only one who can actually plug at least other ethnicities to these job opportunities. Mm. So I would just share them anonymously on Twitter, kind of like you know scratching out who the company was. And just pretend that all these people who were sending me CVs personally were my friends <laughs> and just submit them. And that was basically the only way where you would get, you know, different faces, names being sent to these HR teams. I think that's sick that you took that up on yourself, though. Yeah. There's a lot of, I find anyway, I have experience where I've been in a place that's predominantly white and there's been another person that's black. But they like the fact that they're the only black girl. Oh, hell no. Mm. Do you get, do you, that's do you get what so I mean, weird. Though? So it's like... They wouldn't want to send the leather back down. I think that's very weird. That has to be a mental illness, the Bro, totally like, thing. <laughs> no, it's, I found it, yeah. I've, I've been in that situation before and I found it uncomfortable coming into that space then as, like, the blackity black girl. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm as black as it gets. <laughs> and it's just, you see, and it makes you feel more, like, yeah. even more isolated because it's like, it's a black person on the team and she don't want to hang with you. But she don't want to be It's you, crazy. She was, yeah. she was cool being her version of black. Everyone's got different versions of black. Yeah. She was cool being the, her black. I come along. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's bizarre. But that's how Social Fix was born. And now we just share opportunities constantly. Our Facebook group just hit 6,000. Wow. Um, hey. You know, we encourage... We don't, we don't say, oh, you can't get into the group because you're white. Like, we'll accept everyone. Mm -hmm. But the majority is black or minority ethnic so and i've seen a lot of your posts recently yes as well yeah we, we just did a campaign with warner music yeah. to um create more awareness about their internship program yeah um so yeah we just you see if if i was like 18 20 21 i might not know that warner music exists had jobs. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> i didn't even know marketing existed in, mm. in in sixth form personally it's like media art do you remember that website Did you ever yes use that? Like, and he passed away friends, yeah but loads of my friends didn't use it and i used that i loved that they had hella media, media art. art like media and then r like r <laughs> but yeah. they had they had lit jobs on, on twitter and i thought like everyone knew about it but, but they no didn't one knew about it so no. it just shows how important like setting up this initiative like social fix really is especially when you've already got your own brand and your own following. Yeah. So then the the correct people that you want to get these opportunities will actually see it. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, it's mad. So, like, as someone who has all these different side hustles and, like, all these different forms of occupation or income or whatever, how do you kind of balance it in a way that's, like... Because, obviously, you're not doing, like, nine to five. Yeah. But how do you balance it in a way that's, like, you're not working 24-7 mm. um, and you know, like, where those lines are? Yeah. For, like, for your mental health as well. Um, uh, and just, like, having some kind of routine yeah. in your life. Um, there is no routine. But believe it or not, I do sleep a lot. Do you know yeah. what it is? I think these moments happen in bursts. So there'll be, like, moments, like, right now, is it very, very quiet. Um, but let's say probably bank holiday weekend, 
there's events so there'll be gigs i'm throwing Mm. parties it'll just become like really intense Mm. and then it gets quiet again so i think for me it's just about preparing myself for the moments when it will get hectic Mm. um so right now i'm just going gym i'm reading i'm sleeping i'm watching ratchet tv shows (laughs) yeah like i'm just doing me like i'm not forcing myself to be like you must wake up at 6 a.m then meditate for 20 minutes then go to the gym (laughs) no i'm waking up at 10 30 um maybe listen to a podcast go to the gym at like one two come back and then possibly have opportunities like this or you know djing or events that kind of thing but i actually prefer working a nine to five and then doing this stuff on the side why i don't know when your passions become the main thing it kind of like you can't do it all. Fixes the, like the funnel. Yeah, a little bit. It's very weird. But when I'm in a nine to five, I know how to literally go to the office, work properly from like and then switch off ten to twelve, and then tick off tick off all my. I shouldn't even be saying this, but like <laughs> I'll tick off my to do list. I'll tick off all the deliverables they want me to do. Go to lunch, have a very nice lunch, come back. Won't tell them that I've done my deliverables. <laughs> do other stuff and then at the end of the day be like here you are i've done my job i've managed to listen to how many podcasts maybe watched a few youtube videos answered a few emails on a few tabs on incognito like i feel like i get a lot more done because i think a nine to five forces you to sit at a desk and actually stare at a screen and make make shit happen Mm. But whilst if you're like running around or you're working from home, which is just doesn't work for me. Bro, every time I've worked at home, yeah. It I'm doesn't work. I'm, I work very productively at home. Really? Have yeah, you got like, a desk? I wish I could. No, I, I, don't, I don't like desks. Like, I'll lay down. Like, me my, too. My, I <laughs> really? I, just, I work I from that's my real bed all the time. I've done half my dissertation in five days at home, straight. Ten till ten. thousand words a day. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like... My, my uni yeah, asked me the other day to be in their alumni prospectus. They even set a photographer to my workplace and everything. And I thought, I didn't even turn up. Like, how do you know who I am? I did not turn up. I was, Really? My friends would go, take pictures of the slides, blah, 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 send me the pictures, and I'll do it at home. I, I don't like... Bro, I don't sit know, like I, this for the whole day. I, I, yeah, I, I, I find it difficult as well. I'm yeah. I like the Legs idea out, of it. Mm, the idea in, of in working practice. from home, but Ooh. in practice, I, I do think if I'm sitting upright at a desk, yeah. but I want the freedom to do that. And like you, I think the idea of um, doing multiple or different things does keep me driven yeah but at the same time i want to do it in the comfort of my own space yes yeah you want to do it when you want to do exactly. it exactly yeah i think that's what it is i almost cussed off my boss today when he told me that i need to start coming into work from 10 to 4 <laughs> i was like what <laughs> i can't show up at 11 anymore yeah <laughs> but i do we said nine o'clock i said do you really mean nine <laughs> but you know what it is London? the i think oh work environment where there's flexibility yeah so mm. um Even when I was at my old job, I loved working there. And I actually got a lot of my side hustle started because they gave you the room to breathe. You didn't have to be at your desk. You could be um, Mm. in like a booth somewhere. You could work on another floor. But as long as you're online and you can ping to be like, oh, this is being done, that is being done, then you were good. So you have the freedom to explore, you know, quickly get other things that are personal done. Yeah. But you know, you will still do what you need to do for work. You to deliver your job. Yeah, yeah and yeah, you will do it because you know, like, I can't and leave I feel like it you end without up working doing it. harder because it's like, they give you so much freedom. It's like, you wouldn't even want to disrespect the team. Or 100%. Them down. Mm. No, I, def- I have that where I work now and I definitely think, 
That's why I was so surprised by the nine o'clock because I personally can't work anywhere. I've got to start. <laughs> no, like, nine, that 10, that's nine, nine is, is quite, yeah. Ten that's is what, Nine, you know. Ten is <laughs> Oh, my days. I'm like saying it's the ideal. Yeah. Ten is the ideal. Ten is the earliest I'll ever get to work. <laughs> that's good. For good reason. <laughs> Are you mad? <laughs> no way. <laughs> no, but I do like the freedom. I think, Ten. like, that's something... Oh, a lot of companies need to. <laughs> a lot of companies adopt for that flexible work. Not everybody has. Not every. There's people that like to work in the night. People that like to work in the day. Two different types of people. Mm. And the companies need to be aware of that. In the same way that schools need to be aware of people that are like kinetic learners and people that are all the other ones that I can't remember. <laughs> people need to be aware of these. Yeah, types, definitely. You know I mean? But even like people have commitments. Like you know, I I if I when I get to the manager level, whatever career that might be, you know, I like the idea of team leaders that are like, oh, if you need to go pick up your kids. And then, you know, work the rest of the afternoon at home. That's fine. Or yeah. it's like, oh, I need to take my nan to hospital, but I'm going to do the work by tomorrow. Like, yeah, though, I, especially like we're moving towards age where people are being more honest about like their mental health and stuff. Like I need to take like a mental health day. Like those kind of companies, I think are progressive. Are progressive yeah, and I want to see more sure. of. So with all these different side hustles that you go in, have yeah. going on, like what's the goal like what's the aim is it generational wealth is it just being happy what's the a hundred percent my one of my biggest aims is generational wealth so being you know an only child with my mom who came when she was like 19 18 19 from nigeria to the uk you know we couldn't help but not struggle like Mm. it's just that's what it is type of thing um so i do think you know it's the onus is on me to at least take us from you know, that that sh- struggle mindset, that poverty mindset into to something, you know, just amazing. And yeah, I want to bring money into my family. So I want to make sure that everything that I am working on is generating, you know, money. And hopefully, you know, with social fix, with DJing, it just continues to scale up and up and up. Um, I definitely want to take everything that I do internationally. Um, that is definitely the goal. Um, I think for me, though... Um, you know, I always say this, but my end goal is philanthropy. Like, that's amazing. Mixing like that merge where music and philanthropy com- combine. You know, so you know festivals like Global Citizen. I love that. I love the the fact that they're bringing all these tastemakers and musicians and influence mm. to you know raise awareness and money for you know for poverty for amazing things social sustainability all of that kind of stuff so i think there's a nice sweet sweet spot there which is where i would love to go but at the moment it's all about just kind of obviously doing things that i love building influence along the way positive influence um and yeah and i want to start a family you know Mm. that kind of stuff Mm. like i love i feel like maybe it's because of my age there's i'm I have like traditional values plus like modern values. Yeah. Yeah, so it's same. like, I still was that girl who thought, oh yeah, 25, I'm getting married. That was me. <laughs> and <laughs> I still have oh these, oh my God, by 30, I need to, like, I don't know. I don't know where they came from, but they're still there. So mm-hmm. I'm constantly having to like battle between these traditional like values and standards and also just kind of that 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 fluidity of just being like modern and a free spirit and mm. doing yeah. whatever I like. So I just want to pick up on something you just said about being a positive influence. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about Love Island and reality TV and, you know, influencers. Um, so like, 
for you, how do you make sure that you are a quote unquote good influencer? And like, what does that mean to you in an age where like people talk about social media being really toxic and damaging? How do you, like, what does it mean to you to be a good influencer? Um, okay. Uh, so many layers to this. On one side, I, I do understand when influencers, influencers with a, oh God, I don't even like the word influencers. Do you know what it is? I always say everyone is an influencer. Everyone. Like, the term influencer is just somebody who's able to encourage, inspire, whatever, motivate somebody to do something else, right? So I guess the only... The only difference is how big your following is, right? So I guess people with big followings... Um, I get why they don't want the onus on them to be a role model exists. Mm. Because at the end of the day, they're just living their lives. They talk about the products they like, the clothes they wear, the um, projects that they're um, that they're supporting. And because of that, they found other people who relate to them. It's not their fault that other people like what they do and gravitate to them in numbers, in droves, in thousands, in millions. They can't control that. So I get when they say, oh gosh, you know, I'm not a role model. I'm just kind of doing me. But unfortunately, that's just how it is. Like This is the lifestyle. Do you know what I mean? If you've got a big following, you know, expect people, vulnerable people, young people, old people to leech onto everything you do and say and, and, and follow it or be influenced by it. So... I guess a good influencer, for me, I think it's just about living in my purpose. I think that's what's important for me. Like, and I want my purpose to be good. Do you know what I mean? So I'm not going to promote negative things because that's not what I want to be personally. Right. So I would hope that that's what comes out, you know, across my socials and across, you know, my digital presence. I do think what I like about how I've done it is that I've just been very transparent about my career journey. Mm. So I think in terms of my influence, my career journey has been heavily documented um, since, you know, 2011 when I started using Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram and everything like that. So I would like to say that for me, if the message of just kind of going for it and, you know, just not letting no's stop you from achieving whatever dream or whatever idea that you have, I would like to, that to be my thing. Mm. Um, but, it, I mean, oh God, it is... It's a tricky one. Yeah, because, like, I just find it really interesting that, like, you know, you have kids that are leaving school now and it's like, oh, what do you want to be? Oh, I want to be an influencer. But that, is that a bad thing? I don't know if it's a bad thing. Cause because like, you can make money yeah. in your room from reviewing toys. Yeah, and like, like you said, like, the word influencer is so, like, vague and subjective. Yeah. Like, it could be easily replaced with the word entrepreneur. But, like, I suppose... For me, it's like, you know, what is your, like, moral compass? Well, I, th- I think that how, how, I think that's what the thing, I think the difference between all the influences is just the depth mm. of how like, are you literally they want to, to go. Say, sell anything. Yeah. And the company could be, like, hella problematic yeah. or whatever just to make that coin. And you know that, like, the message that you're serving might be problematic, but you're like, oh, yeah. all your, I don't know. I, think, I have like this vendetta again, like I people know. that like proper ed- edit their images and like all of that. Kind of, I think like, because I'm thinking about like my younger cousins who are growing up in this world where like nothing's real almost. 
But that must be That's really any of us. Mm. I was gonna say that must be particularly important for you as a DJ because I feel like the music industry in particular does place a lot of emphasis on like appearance and oh yeah. So you could easily call yourself a DJ and not be talented, but you went out of your way mm. to make sure that you were self-taught and that you really honed your craft. So hundred percent. Tell us. Of, oh. I was gonna say I've seen a lot about this. I think it was a few months ago. There was someone who was booked for a gig, yeah? Yeah. And everyone was saying she was only booked for the gig because she was pretty. And then there was loads of, like, threads talking about examples of where women are booked for gigs because guys will go to the gig because she's... Yeah. DJ. Do you remember what... But she's literally pressing no. buttons. But she's literally... Yeah, and sometimes she, sometimes she had fake but you know, So, like, she's got management. No, but do you know what irritates me about this, though? Is guys do the same thing. There were a lot of bad guy DJs mm-hmm. out there loads but they will never get criticised mm. no one will ever go out of their way to be like oh this guy was a bad DJ but as soon as a woman is attached to it there's such a big agenda to disprove why she's not going to be a good DJ yeah. mm-hmm. like even when I jump on the decks I'm already getting judged oh she's only getting booked because she's pretty oh she's only getting um, booked because she's got a big following oh, like it's just like can a girl breathe no. maybe i'm being booked because i'm it. good yeah but you know i'm not i'm not mad because at the end of the day like i get it with guys you know they're just i feel like maybe they're feeling some type of way because suddenly a lot of women are trying to mm. be djs now and it's kind of like where were you 10 years ago 20 years ago but maybe it's because we just didn't see that we could be that. yeah exactly. i didn't i ne- I know there were women DJs growing up, but I never saw that. I yeah. never saw that on TV. I didn't mm-hmm. see that on radio like that. Presenters, yes, but not DJs. So I get why 16-year-olds, 17-year-olds now can be like, actually, I want to be a DJ too, because they've seen Mercedes doing it. They've seen Siobhan Bell doing it, Snoochie Shy doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's transparent now. But honestly, when I hear the whole, oh, she's only getting booked because she's pretty, because she says, it really infuriates me mm-hmm. because it's like, maybe you're getting booked because you got a nice trim today like but no one's gonna say that you know and and i think they say that because they are the norm yeah and that's mm-hmm. not fair it's privilege it's, it's a privilege that they've enjoyed for what how many years since was it 1980s that's when we started like djing or late 70s so it's kind of like you've enjoyed that privilege for so long mm-hmm. so now anything else is a comparison a comparison tool this is the dope black women podcast how did you start? Like, tell us a little bit about you becoming a DJ, kind of some of the obstacles that you faced and how you taught yourself, really. Yeah. Um, so it was it was actually quite accidental. Um, I've always loved music, but I never thought about DJing. Um, I started an event platform that I have, Future Sounds, in 2016. Um, and we were doing really well, like having some really cool events in and around Shoreditch area. Um, got approached by um, a guy to bring that same vibe to Lovebox. Oh, um, but obviously to bring that vibe to Lovebox means someone's going to have to play the songs that we play. And Future Sounds was mine, but I would book DJs. So I kind of basically had to say yes to the opportunity. And then I guess a, <laughs> a, a, a light bulb went off, which is like, well, I'm Future Sounds. I guess I'm going to have to DJ <laughs> at this, at this Lovebox event. So I kind of started up really high and then had to go all the way back down to work myself up again. Um, but my first gig was at Lovebox. That's mad. Um, That's crazy. And I got... Um, like a certain amount of weeks before you had to t- I had about like self- three months and I actually got Neptizzle DJ Neptizzle was like a really um, 
mm. big Afrobeat DJ. I was like, I beg you, teach me the basics. Please teach me the basics. So he taught me the basics. Um, I bought a controller, went out, did the rest. And yeah. I would have been shook. That, oh, I was, I was. Yeah, what was it? It, like, it wasn't going not, quite not, well. Not, it's a big deal. It was, it was. It wasn't, I, I feel like I was playing all right. But I know when I played Migraine Skank, that's when I got everybody going. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So Funky House is what really drew people um, to the stage. But um, yeah, but then obviously, you know, Neptizzle and a few other male DJs um, were really helpful in kind of teaching me. But other guys, it's like with DJing, it's very like, oh, you got to do it yourself we're not going to show you this. We're not going to teach you tricks. Like, they don't want to help you. It's like, who taught you? Like, where did you learn how to do it? Somebody oh, just go on YouTube. You. Oh, you just need to practice. Right, right. And the thing is, it's like, it works for some people to lock themselves in a room and just go ahead. But I've, I'm very much like, okay, if you show me, I'll figure out the yeah. rest. Mm. I just need to be shown mm. the basics and then I'm good from there. But that's the self to kind of go in there and just kind of like figure it out it overwhelms me mm. yeah yeah so that's how it works so how often are you djing at clubs so at clubs it's a bit last year i was djing regularly at this club um in shoreditch this year though um or i guess even festivals do you know well. what it's not regular yeah it's not it's not regular it's very sporadic which is why i throw my own parties mm. because otherwise I would have been waiting a very long time for people to put me on. Mm, yeah. So I used to throw my own events, my own parties, would would warm up at first. And then when I got more comfortable, would, you know, get closer and closer to the prime set, prime time set. And then now I would say this year, I feel comfortable enough to be able to throw a party and be the prime time set. Mm. So it's kind of like, you know, if no one's going to put you on, you need to put yourself on. Yeah. yeah. So if you're not going to book me for your event, Love I'll that. just have my own event. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But the fact that you can do that, the fact that you have your own events, does it mean that you have more, like, authority of, like, the vibe of the club and who gets in? Because I guess there's a lot to be said about, like, safety in clubs, especially for young women. Yeah. And, like, as a DJ, do you feel like you have some responsibility over that? Or Def is it like not really, you're like, I'm just here to play the music? I mean, I, I would say, I've never actually thought about that, um, the safety aspect. We've never really had any drama. Mm. I would say like the clubs that I have used, the venues I've used are very, um, you know, high security. They're quite popular, like well-known establishments. So sometimes it's kind of like, I don't, I would hope the creeps stay away. Um, and no one's actually come to us to say that they've been... Um, bothered or mm. in any capacity but I, I can understand that exists it's something I've never actually thought about I yeah. guess I just yeah literally just promote turn up DJ and you know you genuine generally see everyone having a good time um those kind of you know moments of you know like any ill treatment or anything like that hasn't um, been flagged to me personally at my events um, and I would like to say because they're my events people respect the things so they're not yeah. going to bring that vibe um, yeah. but it, it, it definitely should be kind of front of mind moving forward yeah. yeah yeah just for you personally outside of just touching on what Liv said in terms of safety and being a woman in a club environment you're obviously in that kind of environment all the time do you find it more difficult to navigate yourself as a woman or does it become more difficult because you're black to navigate or is it both like how do you manage 
those two things because obviously they work to your disadvantage in those spaces yeah i think it's in terms of djing it's hard to just navigate as a woman because most of the spaces i'm in are predominantly black Mm. um in terms of the clubs and the promoters so they're just looking at you as like you're a woman you're either not going to be that great or mm, you're too you're you think you're too nice to be charging that that amount like at this stage like there's so many different things that i've heard Mm. um so i'm thankful for the promoters that have actually taken a chance on me Mm. um to actually kind of put put me put me on a platform and and stuff like that um but definitely in my the career space in the marketing like professional landscape being a black woman is the challenge Mm. um a hundred percent um so it's just so many different layers that you're going through so yeah i would say just being a black woman sometimes it's very frustrating you actually feel like you're at the bottom of the the pole the pile so to speak yeah i mean i've heard stories of like female djs who like you know they've been trying to to work essentially and like maybe another dj or promoter has like tried to touch their bum Mm. you know when guys do that thing in clubs where they're like they push past you but they like (laughs) grab your waist as they're pushing past you they love to grab the waist and like it's like they almost stroke Mm, yeah i've had that a few times and it's like when you deep it it's like this is my workspace like this is work to me Mm, like i know people are having a drink having a good time but i'm at work that's why i avoid drinking um so that you're alert yeah Yeah. like if anything a red bull or like a coke but Mm -hmm. i never really drink unless you know i'm my friends are there and we're gonna turn Mm. the motive from me djing into like all right let's party afterwards but more times than none i'm just either in the dj booth so i'll just chill there with my red bull and just kind of take in the music because i think a lot of times as well people think that oh my god you're so outgoing but it's just like i'm a dj so what you think is outgoing is me actually just learning and doing research Mm. but i'll just stay by the dj booth and take it in and not be in the mix because yeah that's when like the rubbing the touching the all that kind of stuff could arise and i'm not into that do you think you attract more of that attention because you're a female dj as well as that ad kind of like the incentive for guys to try and step to you Mm, luckily so far it hasn't been that way i think i'm more so than none i just get the shock of oh my god you're a woman like they it's like they can't yeah they just can't believe it big big 2020 yeah they just they know a lot literally in 2020 i've met people that said i've never heard a woman dj before what no i think about it when you go to the clubs how many so i've grown up yeah my dad yeah an event so i think maybe i'm talking from a place of privilege because I've always seen DJs. Okay, cool. So I think that's why I'm... Yeah. Like, what? You know what I mean? And I've got like... And because I also work in music, I've got loads of friends who are women DJs. So right. I think that's why I'm shot. If I think I the, the regular Joe who yeah, only goes out to like though. clubs for birthdays or special events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beyond my friends. <laughs> all the other DJs. Like when I, when I go out, I look at lineups. So I don't really care like... I won't be like, oh, this a club or this event. It'll be like, let me look at the lineup. If I know there's certain DJs on it... Yeah. And they're a high caliber. I know that everybody else is a high caliber or it's going to be like a good vibe. Yeah. And to be honest, when it comes to me, that approach to find an event, I only know male names. So. And even Jamaica. on flyers, they'll only, there's only ever one. Girl yeah. Just on the one. flyer. Just one. That's mm. it. I think in Jamaica recently, there's been like a resurgence of like 
black women in music. And so then we have quite a few female DJs that do really well, like that have regular spots on radio, television, on radio shows. There are some of the biggest names when you go to a party, you recognize them. DJ Sunshine, uh, we have uh, ZJ Sparks, quite a few people. So yeah. I think, uh, again, like Shan, I've kind of come from a place where it's quite normal for women to be embedded in the music industry, even yeah. if it's through DJing. I just had a question about like hustle culture. So in this new kind of like job market and you can be all these different things at once, do you feel like is there a pressure, especially for young people, especially for young black people to have that side hustle? You hear the phrase like, oh, no sleep gang oh, so or like hustle and grind all day, yeah, every day. Or like, you know, that Shut kind up. of culture. Um, yeah. You know, what are your thoughts on that kind of side of things? Um, yeah, that's so 2018. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I, do you know what I loved about 2019? I think everyone woke up and was just like, uh, that's not healthy, mm. yeah. you know? Um, honestly, side hustles aren't for everyone. Some things just need to be a, ho a hobby. Like, if you like to sew, maybe you just like to sew. It does not mean that you, <laughs> you need to start Instagram and account trace, now. Like. And, yeah, exactly. And create an e-commerce site and then be able to sell it. And then, and then Shopify. Do you know what I mean? Like, some, we, need, we do need to appreciate there are different types of people in this world. And the whole narrative on being a side hustler, being an entrepreneur, yes, it is a new age, like you know, understanding and, and, and vibe, and that's great, but it doesn't have to be for everyone. Because mm. um, it's weird, some people will make you feel almost guilty. Like, say yeah. you'll say your 100%. job and they'll be like, what else do you do? Yeah, it, this is right. What do you mean, what else do I do? I sleep, I eat. <laughs> no, the way Twitter makes you feel bad. I, to be honest, I think it's Twitter. It has... I like my job. So now what? Do you like your side hustle that's not working out? Do you? Do you? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but it's true. Yeah, it it's like nine like, to five versus side like, hustle. Oh, you earn 40K. Oh, what's 40K? You see all the time like, of people mm. talking about how much they earn all of these 40K sort of is very, very sustainable. And I think that the average UK salary is like 20 something. It's something. So, I don't know. I don't know why people do that and put other people down. Um, it's not for everyone. I just like money. <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, I love no, money. No, I know. Emotional wealth. Yeah, exactly. No, I love money, but I'm just kind of like, I've just always been, okay, if I have an idea, I just don't like to seek approval from everyone else. Mm -hmm. I just want to do it. But that is not everyone. And it's okay. So I think with side hustles, if it's for you, if it works, do it. If you've got the time, Go for it. But if you don't and you enjoy just being able to go to your going to work, come home and, you know, enjoying time with your loved ones. A lot of people who have side hustles don't have great relationships. Yeah, 100%. Mm. I'm my priority. I go. I went on Instagram this year. I was like, what's your priority for this year? Love or money? Like 90% of people said money. I'm like, yo, love's important, you know? It so mm. is. Because you will have all the money in the world. And if you look around, <laughs> like, and none of uh... your people are there, then you're by yourself. No, because when she said it, I thought, the when she was leading up to it, I was like, I'm definitely the family person. But then you like, love our money. I was like, money. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like, love doesn't automatically mean romantic relationships. And, that, and, that's, that, and that's my point. When, yeah. you, when you gave me the ultimatum, I automatically thought of men that stress me. And I was like, <laughs> that is not no, okay. Yeah, I'm like, yo, for me this year, relationships are so important. Friendship, romantic, mm -hmm. like, we need to put in energy and affirmations into that just as much okay. as we're putting that into Thank our you. career. I think we just said this a few weeks ago that we spend so much of our time like trying to be bosses in our careers and trying to do this and that that we forget that 
relationships take work. Mm, you definitely. Know? Whether it's family or friends or love that you're talking about and trying to find that balance between between the two. It's re- it is 100%. really important. Mm. Your favourite influences and entrepreneurs are socially awkward. Listen. They don't know how to navigate team, around yeah. I met someone the other day. Oh. I met her, I met her <laughs> a few times. I think I met her three times. And I thought this girl was like, when I... When I hmm. Mm, how do you tell this story? <laughs> when I consume their content, yeah. they don't appear as someone who is like that. Right. So when I first met them, I said, this girl's got bad vibes. Then I said, I saw her again. I met her again. And I and then I met her third time. And then I spoke to someone else who's also met them and they get the same energy. And I realised she's actually, she hasn't got bad vibes. Yeah. She's just very socially awkward. So she would come and like, let's say it was just us two together and right. you're the girl. You like, she won't even say hi. But, but this is the thing. you need to say hi. Exactly. I'm trying not to bait up. <laughs> but that's why... You should say hi and she'll just be silent like... I encourage people who work because at least you're working in a team. So you actually yeah. have to interact with people. When you're a content creator or, you know, or you're you working like from home. Without... Yeah, and, someone. you know, like you well, said, dramatic, at first yeah. it's really <laughs> fun. It's fun, like, working from home, working for yourself. But you can get very lonely. Mm-hmm. If you don't force yourself to interact with other people, go to events, socialise. So it's just like relationships are just as important as going for mm-hmm. what you want. Just to follow up on that advice, do you have any more advice? Because that was actually really poignant and important, I feel like. Do you have any more advice for like young women who are trying to not only make it in as as a DJ, but try just trying to like build themselves up as entrepreneurs in a male-dominated space or in a space where women aren't as popular or aren't as welcomed? Yeah. Um, I always say, oh, it's so generic. But honestly, a lot of times we just don't want to do it. We just, I always say just just do it, like Nike vibes. Only because <laughs> we will have so many ideas and we will sit on it because of fear, mm-hmm. validation, we want approval, um, we don't have enough money. <laughs> like, you know, and it's just like, yo, what is better? The fear of 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 trying or the regret of, of never Ooh. even giving it no, a go in the first place. I saw this quote, yeah. I think I don't know if I said this before on the podcast. And it was like, you're not afraid of failure, you're afraid of people seeing you fail. And yeah. from that day, I felt so triggered. It's, I swear, I think I like spat out whatever I was. I felt <laughs> so attacked. It's true. And from that day, I've literally just been doing like loads of things that I've been scared of doing because it was like, I don't give a shit about failing. Yeah. I don't care. You shouldn't. It is, it is actually the idea of like people seeing me fail, but then I also don't care what people think. So it was like, I was really And not it, everyone needs to see you fail. Like, why do we, why must we, I was um, listening to a sermon the other day and it was just like, people want to talk about their visions when they're in seed form. People want to talk about their, yes. They want to talk about their dreams when it's just a baby. You don't have to tell everyone, like, I'm DJing. Yeah. Like, Mm. just Just let it, let it be. Let them see you at love show. Yeah, like, we can, we can work on all these ideas in the silence and the comfort of our own home. And when we're ready to show it, Show it when you're ready to show it to a few friends, a few family members, do it. But there's so many factors that just stop people from just going out and doing it. So I I want to tell people, like, if you are on the edge of any idea that you have, any projects that you want to start, like, don't think, oh, somebody's done that before. No idea is new. Every Everyone's copying everyone in mm. some way. You just need to be smart about how you do it. And, um, and yeah, just... Um, 
I was going to say something, but it's gone out of my head. Um, yeah, just do it, guys. <laughs> and just quickly, what would you say is like, like been the pinnacle so far of your career? Or like what's been that one of the best moments? Mm. Oh, that's a good one. This is hard. There's been so many moments. Do you know what? There's been so many. Last year was the year of full, cir full circle moments in the sense of, okay, there was one opportunity where I DJ'd for Instagram. But hey. literally three months before that, I was in an interview process to work for Instagram and made it to the last round and they rejected me because they said that my social presence might be a conflict, of a conflict of interest with the job role. And I was very confused by that. But to then get approached months later... Mm for that conflict of interest to be now something that you're paying me for. Mm. It felt quite nice. Mm. Yeah. Um, DJing for Mercedes Benz. Weird. That is very weird. A very full circle moment. Mercedes-Benz. Like, what? it was just kind of, like, amazing. But it's perfect. Yeah. It was just perfect. So I can't say there's, like, been one pinnacle moment like where... 2019. Yeah, where, every, where it was just like, oh, my God, this is it. I feel like God just drops, like full circle moments just to kind of reassure me like you're on the right track yeah. everything will work out yeah because when you get those like affirmations and visions coming to life or when you're having those deja vu moments where it's just like i dreamt about this or i had a daydream about this it's kind of like okay yeah you're on the right track mm -hmm. so i think it's just like loads of little moments adding up that's amazing. I have like proper goosebumps all over me. I'm inspired. I'm ready. Like if you are not inspired yes. after this podcast, I don't even know. <laughs> ready to take on 2020. Yeah. Honestly, honestly. What do you have planned for 2020? Tell us what you're doing this year. Um, 2020. Do you know what? I haven't done my vision board yet. All my goals for this year. So I need to do that just to kind of understand where I'm trying to go. But I definitely want to be international this year. So I need... You are international. Yeah. You just paid at Afronation. I need more. Okay. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that, that was not enough. No, that was, taste, it was good. It was good. But I want, I want more. I want, I want this job to take me to all the continents. So I'm really going to be like putting that out there in the mm. universe. I want Social Fix to take off. So um, we're basically trying to go from it you know, not just being a social media platform, but turning it into an app and adding some tech vibes to it. Nice. So we're going to definitely be building that. Um, definitely should be out by the mid mid year, and hopefully go for some crowdfunding, getting some investment because a girl cannot be bootstrapping her business for too long because it's draining. <laughs> I'm tired of using my own money. <laughs> um, so yeah, social fix and, you know, DJing internationally is definitely two of my goals this year. And, you know, and then you've got like other things, relationships. I need to take my mom on more holidays. Aww. Have you realised like your parents are becoming like babies? Yeah. The older they get. The older you become, the younger they get. Right. In terms of like the response. And they just want to talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they just want your company. I, they just so I just oh, need to like babies. Yeah, it's like mom, come here. You know, so Let yeah, make 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 some more moments with that. Yeah, man, that's so cute. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, <laughs> well, hopefully all of that. Well, not hopefully. It will. 
We will see you internationally DJing Amazing. Yeah. in 2020. Love we that. will see Social Fix take off. Mm-hmm. We will see the tech element being added to it. Yes. We will see Mercedes DJing at our Dope Black Woman launch. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, when is that? I can't say. Hopefully, Soon. early in, in yeah, hopefully yeah. in March. We're, yes. we're sorting it out. So yeah, we'll definitely keep in touch about please, that. Please, please do. And hopefully we'll see Mercedes DJing in Jamaica playing some cartel. Hey. Whoa! I, I haven't been to the Caribbean. Oh, huh? dog. Huh? Ah. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And do you know what? Like, after after Afrobeats and R&B, I love dancehall. Yeah. Like, I... I okay. I pretended to be Jamaican when I was younger. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually from Jamaica. No, yeah. we're like, half Jamaican, half British. I was like, my name's Mercedes Shanice Benson. I don't know why. I don't know why Shanice That's came off Caribbean. Mercedes is a very Jamaican name. Is don't get it? twisted. Yeah, man, not, not Jamaican girls named Mercedes. Yeah, I don't know why. I just thought Shanice was just like That's so a Caribbean vibe. <laughs> um, honestly, I'm always at carnival. I, like I would literally watch YouTube videos and learn how to frog back. Like, no, I'm so dead. <laughs> but hold I'm on, so she said frog back. I want you to know that frog back is the ultimate Jamaican dance. Like, I'm telling you, people don't know about frog back. Let me oh. tell you, like, no, you my just made yourself an honorary Jamaican. Hundred percent, she's Jamaican, guys. We're going to write a passport. <laughs> thanks for having me, guys. No, that's no, thanks so much for coming. And let people know where they can find you online. Tag yourself. Definitely. Um, so I'm at Mercedes F Benson across everything. Um, Instagram, Twitter, um, Snapchat, everything, everything really. And at Social Fixed, that's F-I-X-T at the end of social. Um, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, um, sign up to our Facebook group. Um, we so many opportunities are being shared daily and yeah socialfixed.org is the website so keep checking that for updates newsletters events all of that all of that all of that so thanks so much for being on the podcast guys thanks for listening don't forget to rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get them from on twitter and instagram we're dope black women one and on Facebook, we're just dope black women. So we'll be back with you next week. Until then, stay blessed and unapologetically black. Blackity black. No, I've always thought that. Oh, <laughs> 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 this this be like, say, hey, man, okay, one more time, one more time, one more time. Okay. We'll be back with you next week. Until then, stay blessed and unapologetically black. All the way black. Blackity black. Blacktastic. Hey! hey! <laughs>